that will determine the level of impact you have in your world is your environment. It's the people that you hang around. They'll either make you or they'll break you. But I'm going to show you today just how all of that can be changed and be changed in a powerful way so that you can live a life of greatness today on The Big Picture. This is our moment. This is our fight. We're trying to help you understand how the enemy works and why he is doing what he's doing. Here I am. Use me. Speak through me. Work through me. So no matter how bad it gets, Pastor, we have a hope in Jesus Christ. I'm not a spectator anymore. I am all in. I am your voice. I am your hands. On the big picture over the last several weeks, we have been telling you the seven principles to unlock living a great life for God, your purpose in life that God has given you. And number one was you got to make a decision to go all in. Number two, you got to make a decision to live your life for others. And number three today, and if you're not taking notes, what's wrong with you? One of the sayings that I say in my church is that all great leaders take notes. So get your pen and paper out and start taking some notes because these are principles that you're going to want to put on your refrigerator. Number three is, and it sounds almost obvious, if you're going to live a life of greatness, surround yourself with greatness. That's the power of environment. You know, if you know anything about my story, and if you've seen the episode here on The Big Picture where Sandy and I share our testimony of how the words I see greatness in you came to be the title of our book and, and that we use so much in our ministry in our life is because it really goes back to environment. I was raised in a very difficult environment, more than difficult, tragic. I was abused by my father physically, verbally, more than anything. And I think most of you will agree that sometimes a verbal abuse is even more painful and long-lasting than physical abuse. In fact, I like to say it this way. You remember the old saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's a lie from the pits of hell, y'all. Let me just go ahead and tell you. I'd rather be beat with sticks and stones sometimes than have to deal with the words that have been spoken to me. Because words are a reflection of an environment. And I was raised in an environment that, was, that I was told I was a failure. I was a loser that I had no purpose in life. I was going to grow up and be a bum. You know, those words have a way of being fulfilled as, as a prophecy fulfilled in your life if something doesn't change in your life. And that's where I was headed. I was headed because my environment had molded me into those words. And, you know, you'll either go one of two ways. It'll either drive you uh, to be something completely opposite, which is actually, be honest with you, on the smaller scale of what most people do. Most of the time, it will drive you to become the very thing that abused you, the very thing that you hate the most. Environment is so powerful. In the last episode, I talked about the environment of creation. If you'll think about it, you know, Jesus created the environment that would sustain the creation first. That's how powerful environment is. He created the water first, and then he called the fish to come forth into the water because the water is the environment that sustains the fish. He spoke to the air and said, birds, even though they're not fed in the air, they are at their peak of purpose when they're flying and so majestic. Why? That's what feeds their purpose and their destiny. And he spoke to the land and he told the land, out of the land will come the animals. Out of the land will come the, the plants and the trees. And they will all be fed by that environment. But when it came time for man to be made, he did not speak to any of those environments. He spoke to the only environment that he really desires to be our provision, and that's himself. He spoke to himself. Let us make man, man in our image and in our likeness. 
That's exactly what he did. So he taught us in the garden the power of environment. And that is replicated over and over and over again in our life. So before Sandy came into my life, my now wife of over 30 years, partner in life, we've been pastoring the same church for 28 years. Before she ever said those five monumental words to me, standing outside of that courthouse when she found the truth out about me, that everything she had believed about me was a lie, but she would not leave me. And I said, why would you stay with me? She said, because when I look into your eyes, I see greatness in you. Well, I had no idea that five words could change a life the way they did. They changed my life. In fact, I want to say this, and it sounds a little cheesy to some of you, and it may think that it's made up. It's not made up. It's truly from my heart. I don't believe that I would be sitting behind this table looking at you in this camera and talking to you where you're at in your life if somebody would not have changed my environment. Because it wasn't just the words that she said. It changed my environment. When I walked out of that courthouse, I was in one environment. I was still living in the environment in which I was raised. But when that little 19-year-old girl spoke into my life and said, I see greatness in you, Larry, and I'm not leaving you. Not only did confidence shift in me, my whole environment shifted because I no longer saw myself as a failure. I no longer looked down the line of the big picture of my life and saw it ending badly. Although I thought it was going to end badly just moments before those words. Now I believe that I was called to do something great. Now I believe that I really could have something worth, worth anything in life that I could have a good life, that I could have a beautiful, wonderful wife, that I could have children, that I could have a family. Never in my life would I have dreamed at that point that I'd be sitting and doing what I'm doing now. But I truly believe that without that environment shift, I would not be here. You know, I've, asked, I've often asked Sandy, how did you come up with those words? Were you thinking those words before you saw me? And it came straight from God. Why? Because God used a person to change an entire environment. But what she didn't realize is that when she was speaking into my life, she's changing her environment too. Because it's both ways. What you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. So I want to tell you, you got to go all in. Remember, you're taking notes. You got to live your life for others, point two. And point three, you got to surround yourself with greatness. Can I tell you something that if you're surrounded by people that are constantly speaking negativity, that are constantly telling you all the worst things about you, you will become what they say about you. You know, I've often heard it said this way. You know, people want to know, wonder what my life's going to look like five years from now. I just, I just imagine, will I be living in this house? Will I be having a new car? Will I be working at the same place? Well, those are just peripheral things. I can't tell you what kind of car you're going to drive. I can't tell you how nice a home you'll live in. I can't tell you how much money you'll make per hour or salary. But you know what I can predict about you? And I don't even have to know you. I don't have to be in the same room with you. I can predict something about your future. If you want to know what your life is going to look like, if you want to know how you will carry yourself, then look around the people that you spend most of your time with. You are going to become who you spend time with. That is your environment. If you are surrounded by people who do not believe in God and that's the only people you hang out with and they mock God, you're going to probably not be faithful to God like you want to be. But if you're surrounded by people that are always believing God for miracles, that are believing God for God to do something great, that a revival is coming, that the remnant is rising, 
You know what? You'll not be moved by the things that seem so fearful that's happening in our world right now. You'll be like, yeah, I know that's happening, but you know what? My God said that in the last days, going to pour his spirit out on all flesh. That's the power of environment. You need to understand that it's not just environment of, of people. It's also environment of knowledge. You need to be careful what you allow to go in to the windows of the soul. Your eyes and your ears feed environment into you. I'm so, that's why I'm so thankful for things like this, like this, this Christian television station or, or wherever you're watching this, because this gives the ability, the, a moment, a way for you to get away from all the chaos of the environment that this world is trying to cultivate right before you and hear somebody speaking to you and tell you your life is not over. Your life is not worthless. Don't you think about ending your life? Don't you think about nobody cares about you and loves you? You have a purpose. You have a destiny. When you were conceived in the womb of your mother, a purpose and a destiny was conceived in there as well. And as long as there's breath in your body, God has called you to a life of greatness. God has not called you to sit on the bench. He's called you to get in the game, but he's not just called you to get in the game. He's called you to get in the game and think about the other players. When I catch this ball, I got to get it to him. Then he's got to get, and guess what? If he throws the out and he gets the player out in the ball game, then it's okay that your name's not on the sign. It's okay that people's not chanting your name. You know, you know, and the coach knows that you helped another succeed. There's just something, there's just something about not only living in a life and environment that feeds you, but you becoming an instrument that changes somebody else's environment. I heard a preacher say one time, and I didn't know what to think about when I first heard it. I didn't know how to process it. The more I've thought about it over the years, the more I understand what he said. Because I understand that as, as a believer, I can't take anyone to heaven. The only way you get to heaven is you have to repent of your sins and come through the blood of Jesus Christ. But this is what he said. There's only one thing greater than going to heaven, and that's taking somebody with you. And there's only one thing worse than going to hell, and that's taking somebody with you. When I first heard it, I was like, well, that don't, that don't even make sense because I can't take anybody to hell with me. I can't take anybody to heaven. I can't throw you on my back. Quite frankly, if I could, there's a lot of people, especially my family, that I'd love to throw on my back and carry into heaven. But that's not how the kingdom works. And I'm just going to tell you something right now. That's not how heaven works. And that's not how hell works. But you know what? you can be responsible for the environment that got them there. You know, I remember that song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. Do you remember that? Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a light that was changed. That's so powerful because when you hear the verses, it talks about, I was the one in the Sunday school class. I was the one that you did this. I was the one that you did that. And now they're in heaven. You done moved on in your life and forgot all about it. But they didn't forget about it. You changed their life. There are people in my life, along my life, I can't tell you their names. I can barely describe their faces, but I remember what happened in my life when they said this and when they said that. That's the environment. So you want to live a life of greatness? You need to surround yourself with greatness. If your marriage is struggling, you don't need to be always getting advice from people that don't know, how, that, you know, been, I hate to say this, been divorced five times, not being judgmental. You don't want to take financial advice from somebody that can't keep a home or keep a car. You want to take advice, financial advice from somebody that's been successful financially. Somebody's got a strong marriage to help you in your marriage. That's the environment that you want to be around. That does not mean you can't be around other people that's not perfect in their life. But if you want to live a life of greatness, it's a conscious decision that you have to make to find the people. 
Search out the people. Ask God, bring me the people in my life, God, that I need to feed greatness into me. I believe it, and I believe it for you. And I believe part of that in your life is a little television show called The Big Picture that somehow you found. And I believe that you've stayed to this point because you believe this is changing your environment. And he's only just beginning. And I'm excited to hear the testimonies of what God is about to do in your life. You're a loser. You're a failure. You're a liar. Where do you go every night? And what are you doing? It's none of your business. Okay, that's it. Get out of my house. What were you thinking? Look at me, boy. Why didn't you just return them? I, I just want you to be happy. So please walk away. I'm not leaving. Why would you ever want to stay with me? I see greatness in you. I had never, ever heard those words before. Everything in my life changed with those five words. I'm driven to help the underdog, to help the abused. This phase of our ministry, we feel like God's going to use to impact more lives than we ever dreamed. So yeah, we're, we're just getting started. In this episode of The Big Picture, we've been talking about the seven principles of unlocking the greatness of God in your life. And the seven, we're going through an entire seven-week series telling you about it. And number one was go all in. Number two was you got to live your life for others. And here we are in number three. And I know you're taking notes and writing all this down. Number three is the importance of environment. Now, we know the environment of your childhood. We talked about at length that your family can breed good and bad. But sometimes in your life, just like I needed my wife, my fiance at that time to speak it in my life, sometimes as your life goes along, you need someone from outside of your bubble, outside of your current environment to insert themselves into your environment. And that's exactly what happened in my life. And let me just break it down for you. So as you know, you probably know, I was raised in a very uh, difficult home. I was abused by my father physically, but more than anything, verbally. So when I became a man myself and I got married and I had children, I was at a loss on how to be a father. I kept saying, God, how can I be something that I never saw? How can I be a father to my children? How can I be a husband to my wife and be the example of the man of God that I need to be? Because I did not have that example in my life. So I began to cry out, God, what happens to people like me that did not have that kind of environment to teach them and mold them to be the man that you've called them to be? So God gave me that scripture. It said, I'll be a father to the fatherless. So I began to claim that scripture in my life. I began to say, okay, God, you're going to be a father to me. And you're going to come down and you're going to, in the middle of the night, while I'm praying just like a warm blanket, you're going to wrap your arms around me and I'm going to feel you reach over and just sort of give me a kiss on the cheek and say, boy, I'm proud of you. I'm your daddy. I'm proud of you. But then I begin to study scripture on my own. I begin to realize that yes, God, look at the process. God does the healing, but he says, I'll cause someone to lay hands on you and you'll be healed. I want to deliver you. I'm the only one that can deliver you, but I'll use someone to command that demon to go. 
I want to bless you financially. You know the scripture? Give and it shall be given. Press down good measure, shaken together, running over. Well, it doesn't stop there. It says, shall men give into your bosom. So he says, I want to bless you financially, but here's how I'm going to bless you. I'm going to use man to bless you. So I begin to realize, God, if you're going to be a father to me, then I understand that means you're going to bring people into my life to be a fatherly figure in my life. I didn't know what that meant. So I began to pray, God, I need a fatherly figure in my life and never been taught about what it meant to have a spiritual father, spiritual mother, to be a spiritual son, to be a spiritual daughter. No one had taught me that principle. But just one night in prayer, the Lord moved on my heart and said, you need to begin to ask me for a spiritual father. So I began to pray for a, a spiritual father, not understanding the power of what that spiritual father brought to my environment. And unbeknownst to me, at the same exact time, this other man that I had really admired and wanted to be around a lot because I could always feel different when I was around him. God was moving on him, telling him it's time for you to understand that God's calling you to be a spiritual father. Well, we met for breakfast. I called him up and said, we need to meet for breakfast. And we met for breakfast and I'm sitting across in this little omelet shop and I just start crying uncontrollably. And he looked at me and he said, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but I feel like the Lord is telling me that I'm I'm supposed to be a spiritual son to you that I need you to be a father figure to me. He began to cry and he goes, I can't believe this because just this morning in prayer, knowing that you'd asked me to have breakfast, I felt the Lord telling me, calling me to be your spiritual father. Now, I don't know if you ever heard this principle before and it might be a little weird to you and you might want to check out, but stay with me for just a couple of more minutes. I'm going to tell you the power of having a positive fatherly or motherly covering protection and voice in the environment in which you surround yourself with. You're going to be who you surround yourself with. This man began to mentor me. He began to show me things about being a man of God that I would have never seen without a man of God like that in my life. And it changed my environment. It changed my home. It changed the way I looked at my wife. It changed the way I looked at my children. It changed the way I looked at myself. And one of the stories that I'll talk about in our book is, was a mon another monumental moment in my life. Well, my father passed away. And when my father passed away, uh, I was not told that he, was passed, that he passed away. And my, my mother actually found out secondhand knowledge. But when I found that his funeral was going to happen, I called my brother and I said, we're going we're gonna to go. He said, Larry, he didn't want to have anything to do with us in our life. Why would we go? I said, because the Bible says, honor your father and mother. And even though he was never honored us, we're going to honor him. We're going to go. So we went. And when it was at the funeral, they read the people's, the survivors and so forth. And uh, me and my brother's name was not called. And I'll never forget as long as I live, the childhood, my childhood just came back. I was, I was 10 years old again. I was dropped again. I was just like, are you serious? I couldn't even have my name called. Are you serious? And my brother leaned over and, or he put his hand on my leg and he said, well, that about sums up our life, don't it? And I said, yeah. Well, let me tell you something about how environments can shift just like that. I was a 10-year-old beaten down boy in that moment. But in that moment, I had no idea that my spiritual father, the one that God had put on my heart that has no DNA in my body, who has, I have no physical linkage to other than his words had slid into that funeral. I had no idea he was coming. I didn't even know that he knew my father had died. Somehow he found out 
And somehow he had slid onto that church pew a little bit down from me. And I was so focused, I didn't even see him. And when my brother said, well, that about explains our life, don't it, Larry? And I said, yeah, but it's okay. We were here. My spiritual father tapped my other leg. And I turned and looked at him. And I couldn't believe it was him that he had got in there. And he looked at me and he said something profound to me. He said, son, I'll never deny you. And I am proud of you and the man of God you are. I'll be here for you for the rest of your life. And my environment changed. I walked out of that funeral completely different than what I would have walked out of that funeral if that greatness would not have slid beside me. So I honor him. And in my book, he's the only other person besides my wife that I name because I wanted to name the man that changed my environment. I'm telling you right now, no matter who you are, man, woman, no matter what age you are, you might be a teenager, you might be a papa yourself like myself. You may be a great grandfather and thinking, it's too late for me. It's not too late for you. Begin to cry out to God right now. God, if you can send somebody to lay hands on me for my healing, if you can send somebody to bless me financially, because you want to bless me financially, then you can change my environment. There are people that God is waiting to come into your life, but he's waiting on you to ask for those people. Because here's the principle about a spiritual son and a daughter. My kids, I have authority in their life because they have my DNA. They can look at me and say, you ain't my daddy, I disown you. I said, girl, let me tell you something. I don't care what you say, I'm your daddy. Now listen to your daddy, because I got authority to be your daddy. But it's completely opposite for spiritual sons and daughters. The only authority a spiritual father, mother, pastor, leader has in your life is the authority you give them. So you make a decision. God, send me somebody, but then also say, God, I submit myself to listen to what they have to say. Words mean things. When I talk about surround yourself with greatness, I'm not talking about surround yourself with millionaires. I'm not talking about surrounding yourself by famous people who've written books and are number one New York Times bestseller authors. If they are, praise the Lord. But you know what? Some of the most powerful people I've ever met in my life, are, no one will ever know their name. Some of those powerful people in Scripture are completely unnamed. Their stories are there. How about the woman with an issue of blood? Nobody knows her name, but her story has impacted millions of people. She's just known as the woman. How about the woman at the well? You could go on and on and on. It's not about environment shifts happen because of great famous people coming to your life. It's all about the heart of God coming through them into you. And that's what I, my prayer is for this program. My prayer is that God uses the big picture to be just one voice in your life that could just sort of stop this crazy world that's the environment of chaos. Turn on the news, turn on you surfing through YouTube, all this. Looks like, you know, the old saying, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I changed it. The world's going to hell on a bobsled, okay? And it looks like it's all falling apart. But you know what? Everything shifts when you shift that environment. But a lot of times that environment shift that you're waiting on happening in your life, that you're desiring to happen in your life, it doesn't just come and overwhelm you. You've got to make a decision to tell God you're ready for it. Are you ready for an environment shift? Are you ready 
to ask God to move people out of the way that needs to be moved out of the way so that the people that need to come into your life can come into your life? Are you ready to let go of some of these soul ties that have got you tied to a life of mediocre and a life of failure? Are you ready for a life of greatness? I believe you are, or you have already turned the, tuned, tuned out, turned the channel, or flipped and scrolled to something else. You're still here, and I'm thankful that you're still here because if no one else has ever told you, let me be the first one to tell you, I see greatness in you. You're a loser. You're a failure. You're a liar. Where do you go every night? And what are you doing? It's none of your business. Okay, that's it. Get out of my house. What were you thinking? Look at me, boy. Why didn't you just return them? I, I just want you to be happy. So please walk away. I'm not leaving. Why would you ever want to stay with me? I see greatness in you. I had never, ever heard those words before. Everything in my life changed with those five words. I'm driven to help the underdog, to help the abused. This phase of our ministry, we feel like God's going to use to impact more lives than we ever dreamed. So yeah, we're, we're just getting started. If you're going to live a life of greatness, you got to go all in. You got to live your life for others and you got to surround yourself with greatness. And that's what this episode has been about is about environment. And I talked about spiritual fathers and mothers. And let me just make myself very clear. I'm talking about not somebody that's going to lord over my life or lord over your life, but someone's going to speak into your life, 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 and that you've empowered them to be that. I also want to encourage brothers and sisters in the Lord to really open yourself up and say, God, are you calling me to be a spiritual father? Are you calling me to be a spiritual mother? Is there someone in my church? Is there someone in my sphere of influence that you've called me to be an environment shifter for? Pray about that and be open to that. In fact, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every single person that has watched this program to this point. God, there are people, I believe, that you have gone through issues with your father and you have been just like me. God, how can I be a father? How can I be a mother? How can I be a parent when I did not have that in my life? Well, I want you to know that that's why God had you tuned in. I'm praying for you right now that what God did for me, he'll do for you, that God's going to send you people in your life that's going to help you change the environment of your life. I pray for everyone that's watching this that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's the greatest environment shift you'll ever make is to go from darkness into light. Just cry out and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come in my heart and save me. If you're sick in your body, let's go from sickness to healing. Just believe in the name of Jesus that you're healed right now, that you're delivered, that your mind is set free. We're encouraging you right now in Jesus' name to contact us, connect with us. We want to know more about you and let you know a little bit more about us. You can do that at LarryRaglin.com. You can follow my church that I pastor in Birmingham, Alabama at SolidRockChurch.com. Either one of those sites are going to show you messages, sermons, ways to connect with us on social media. And if you'd like to give, we certainly would appreciate that because we do what we do because you've enabled us to do it. And you know what? We're on this program, but this we want to do more than this. We want to reach the world. And we do that through you and through our partners because we call you the Big Picture family. Whether you're watching us on television or on our YouTube channel, our show that Sandy and I do, you're the Big Picture family. 
And we always want to remind you that no matter what you've gone through in your life, maybe you just need somebody to look you in the face and tell you, and that's going to be me right now. That is this. In fact, raise your hands and receive it because I'm going to tell you, I see greatness in you. And the big picture is the life that God has called you to live. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. God bless. If you've enjoyed today's message, we'd love to have you partner with us to help spread God's word to as many people as possible. To find out more about Larry Ragland Ministries and how you can help, go to LarryRagland.com. Or if you're planning to be in the Birmingham, Alabama area, join us in worship at Solid Rock Church. We'll make you feel right.